biohacking, performance, mastery, mindset. This is a show about getting better every single day. The Hack Life with Joe Levin. Welcome to the show. All right, hey, it's Joel from The Hack Life. I'm here with Dr. John Jayquish, founder of OsteoStrong and the originator of the X3 bar. I'm the inventor of OsteoStrong. The founder is actually Kyle Zagratsky. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He started the company Sorry, based Kyle. on my, oh, no, he's, he's uh, well, it's okay. I'm here. I'm here to, <laughs> You're here to, clarify to give him the credit. Yeah, yeah. He had the whole vision of like the clinic that like the special venue, because I was actually delivering osteogenic loading medical devices to doctor's offices, and they would treat like five people with a device, and they'd be like, hey, it's big success. And I'm sitting there going, how about 5,000 people? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And so, and they didn't care what they paid for it because they charged each customer a couple thousand dollars to solve their bone density problem. And for them, it was worth it. But it's like, let's bring this to the mainstream. And that's, that, that was Kyle's vision for, for my technology. Interesting. Yeah. And, and so it's so interesting that it, it was actually, I, I always just assumed it was private because I always, when I always think about the Western medicine approach, it just seems like they don't want people to get better. So I didn't even, I didn't even think that they, they were using it. Instead, I figured they just tell you things like drink milk or something for more calcium in your bones or. Yeah. That but, doesn't do anything. It's a building block. <laughs> you got to give the body a reason to use the building block. Talk, talk to us real quick just about OsteoStrong and how it came about. Like, why, why were you so passionate about it? Why did it come about? So, uh, my mother was diagnosed with osteoporosis. And uh, she was upset. And she felt like it was going to be limiting to her life. Uh, and, you know, you see your mother upset. And it's just kind of motivating. Like, I, I got to fix this problem. And so, as I started looking into it, high-impact forces is what causes gymnasts to build superhuman bone density. There's a lot of clinical literature on that. And so I just thought, okay, I'm going to emulate impact. And that's, that's what this book is about. Like Osteogenic Glowing is my first book. Yeah. Uh, and so that's an adaptation of my PhD dissertation uh, on how do we get these high forces into the body, but safely. Because gymnasts right. also retire on average at age 19, so and they do that because of the injuries that that they that they receive from the gymnastics training. So, so, so gymnasts should be using osteostrong. Yeah, they do. They do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, a lot of high impact athletics. Uh, uh, we have some NFL players. We have anybody who wants to be fracture resistant, or a lot of people in sports where they don't receive a lot of impact, like swimmers, have low bone yeah. density. So it's really popular with swimmers. And uh, like we were talking about earlier, it's the chassis of the body. Yeah. The bones, the chassis of the body. So the stronger the chassis is, uh, the, the more powerful the muscle that can be attached to it. So the neural inhibitory process isn't there to shut muscle off, but instead allow more to turn on so you can build you know, more powerful musculature. So you could, uh, you could actually build more muscle. If you, if you have thicker, bigger bones, you could actually build more muscle on that, on that chassis. Oh, yeah. So it's a huge advantage. Yeah, look at Tongan and Samoan people. They're genetically yeah. advantaged, and when they pick up weights, they become powerful. <laughs> They're very powerful. Yeah. So, like, and I was asking that, too. Like, if you're, even if I'm just Joe Schmo, businessman, mm -hmm. you know, I work at Coinbase here in San Francisco or, or whatever, or yeah. I'm an MMA fighter, right. like, 
ev- I mean, I almost, I just feel like not many people are, are doing this, or am I, am I wrong? I mean, I feel like this would be huge. Oh, there's hundreds of thousands of people using Osteosaron. Uh, the demo is a little older, so you don't see it as much on social media, but Osteostrong is in eight countries, has 130 clinics, so it's big. Yeah, and they are, they're coming to San Francisco soon too, right? Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. We well, there's some great people who are working on it. Okay. Um, I trust them. They, they opened up L.A. And uh, uh, the, the one, the, it's a couple. The woman, uh, she's from San Francisco, so she knows the Bay Area really well. So they'll do it right. Yeah. They do everything right. They're great. They're nice. a great team. Yeah. Talk, talk, talk to us about – so I think what most people know you for, too, is the X3 bar. And uh, I have one. I've had one for, like, two and a half years. It's a very disruptive and controversial product. Yes, and I wanna, it is. And, and I want to say, too, just when I first saw the product myself, yeah. I was like, I don't know. And we, we were talking. Like, I, I see all these biohackers, and some of them biohack – Everything. They buy it, every new gadget. Yeah. And they got like a hyperbaric chamber and a bod pod exactly. and, and a sensory deprivation chamber. And, yeah. And I can't, I can't trust them because I'll ask, like, hey, how do you like that product? Yeah, They're yeah. like, oh, it's, it's amazing. And I, everything's so, amazing. Everything's amazing. Everything. It, just, it works. It makes me feel better. I feel lighter. I feel, I'm like, right. uh, okay. So I remember one it, guy. Do you ever think like to yourself, like, but you're still overweight? <laughs> I do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so many yes. of these guys. It's just like... They do, they're doing 20 things for their health, but <laughs> they're really not that healthy seeming. You're like, really? Okay. So, so I, I see all these guys on social media, you know, a couple, yeah. a couple biohackers I know yeah. that are using the X3 bar. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know. A couple of things happened to me. One, I had a kid. And, uh, oh, yeah. I ran, so your time disappeared. Disappeared. So I used to go to yes. a CrossFit gym. And I'm like, no, I, you can't, you don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. I don't have time. I don't have that time. And the X3 bar, one of the things I really liked was 10 minutes a day. And I'm like, no effing way. Like, no way. So it was that, the portability I thought was amazing. And then the other thing was I read the Cornell study about variable resistance. I read that study and I said- That's the best. I said, screw it. I'm going to buy it. Yeah. So could you tell us- That's why I called it X3. Yeah. Because they had triple the gains. So hence the name. Um, yeah, I put like zero thought into the name. I was just like, yeah, X3. <laughs> I actually wanted to call it Triple X first, but then if you go, tri- if you get, I, I got triplex.com, except it was like all, like, it, Google's very confused. Yes. It was just like porno everywhere. Like, no, you were okay, getting I can't the wrong that. customers. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're getting they, trolled now. The people that were trolling you then, it would have been way worse. I don't even know if it would have existed. They would have just been <laughs> yeah. confused. confused. Uh, right, right. <laughs> this is not what I expected. So, yeah, uh, the X3 was based on the bone density research because when I did the bone density research, I'm taking deconditioned elderly people and putting six, seven, eight times their body weight through their through their hip joint. And... I'm seeing the power that these people are capable of creating. These are not athletes. Some of these people have never worked out a day in their life. Yeah. And they're putting these tremendous forces very quickly. Like, this wasn't day one. But, like, six months after the study started, like, just incredible forces. And I'm thinking, we're missing the boat here. Like, when we lift weights, it's one weight here and it's the same weight here. And we have drastically different capability from strong range to weak range. 
And why don't we train accordingly? Now, I was like, okay, there's band training, but the problem with hooking a band on a bar is you're holding X here and maybe, you know, 1.1X here, 1.2X here. Uh, But what we really need is X here and 7X here. Mm. And so, uh, because that's the the, the full difference. There's a seven-fold difference from weak to strong range. And that's what I showed in my research. So and that's, all th- that's from, all from osteo-strong. That was the osteo-strong research, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there, I'm looking at this data. And, like, I was already busy with osteo-strong. I liked the medical device industry because despite what a lot of reps in medical w- will say, doctors are awesome. To, to, to speak with and to sell products to because if you show them the case for efficacy, they say, yes, I want to do this. This makes sense to me. Mm. The problem with the fitness industry is, I, I mean, it's just, just a clown circus, just like outrageous claims, ridiculous. Uh, I don't want to beat up on any of the people because it is what it is. Like, you know, uh, uh, a lot of people mean well. Um, You know, the physical therapists that go into fitness, everything kind of looks an awful lot like physical therapy. And they're doing rehab movements for strength training, which it's like, okay, yeah. However, you're kind of leaving some stuff to the side that is even more important. And, you know, why would you be doing outward rotation exercises when you don't have an outward rotation dysfunction? Mm. You know, like you don't need to change your tire if you don't have a flat tire. Right. Yeah. And so um, I looked at the industry and I was like, oh, I don't want to launch a product here. So what I did was I took the X3 and I brought it to a bunch of different fitness companies. And I said, I'd like to license the intellectual property to you and you guys market this mm. and uh you know and then i'll just work you know with uh, double down my time with osteo strong and you know stuff like yeah. that because i was already busy like i already had a job i didn't need another one and uh you know i was already inventor of something already the only guy who'd really be speaking about the osteo strong technology and all these guys were like oh you want to make a scientific argument in the fitness space forget it like the people in this industry, the fans of fitness are not smart enough. They can't get it. <laughs> yeah. And, and every single company told me the same thing. And I thought, well, is that really true? Like, are they not smart enough or are they too lazy to read it? Yeah. Cause that's, there's a difference there. Yeah. So now when I, so when none of them were, they were all afraid of it. They were just like, and they even used the word terrified. Um, in you fact, say they, who do you mean? I shouldn't name names, but, or, you know, because they, I mean, what industry know. are we talking about? Like, what fitness, fitness. they're all fitness industry. Okay. Uh, well, actually, one of them was Dave, he doesn't mind me Dave mentioning, yeah. I was wow. like, Dave, like, we could market this under, we call the bulletproof bar, ah. and he was like, you know, honestly, like, I'm terrified of the audience that this would be going to, like, you don't understand. Wow, like, his like, whole platform but, is disruption, though, yes, but biohacking people are very different than, like, bodybuilding.com people. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And and um, while at first I was told the bodybuilding.com people were too stupid, it, it, I think it's really more like just taking the time. And, and, and why would they take the time? They're bombarded with m- ridiculous marketing all the time. Yeah. So it's really easy to be dismissive about something new. 
So, uh, but what happened was, so I, I ended up launching the product myself and I had to be the spokesperson, which sucked because I wasn't even in shape. <laughs> like the first couple ads, I was like fat and small. <laughs> like I had skinny arms and yeah, I didn't have a gut, but I just looked soft. That's funny because I remember I, I I bought the product like I said two and a half years ago close to when it first launched and I yeah. don't I don't remember that of you like I don't remember that if uh, you look back yeah, now if you're seeing look. me now yeah. and you look back yeah. you'd go oh wow like that's a huge difference and you can see my before and after yeah. pictures on the website anyway so the funny part was I I had no plan like I was t- I wasn't comfortable being out of shape I just. I was flying 200,000 miles a year yeah. because of OsteoStrong and speaking at all kinds of conferences. And yeah, I mean, I was eating ketogenic-ish. But, you know, if you're in an airport in Austria, you got pastries, chocolate, or beer. Like, that's all they serve. Oh, maybe some sausages, but, you know, all kinds of processed crap in there. So, like, seriously, I, I don't know what Austria has against people being healthy, but they they really are – they decided, like, a long time ago, no one's going to be healthy here. I mean, we um, talked about that, though. Like, beer, it, these, things are, these things are amazing. These aren't – you know, we wish we could get healthy that way. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, but you can't. Yeah, can. uh, right. So um, – I decided to launch it myself, and I was like, I got to get in, you know, in really good shape, and I got to practice what I preach. And the funny thing is, I would see guys who were out of shape buying the product, and they're like, "Thank you so much for repping this product yourself, being an out of shape guy." And I was like, "Wow, I guess that's a compliment. I guess I should be happy." I meant to do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was funny. I mean, I laughed about it uh, because I was. I was not. Like anybody you would expect to represent something that's like, hey, you want to get really healthy and strong? Like, this is it. And then I was not healthy or strong. Um, But I got there pretty quick. In the first six months, I got a lot bigger. I put on 30 pounds of muscle the first year. And, I mean, that was ridiculous. Like, I was like, I, I, I would hardly wear, you know, a shirt and have to replace it. Because, like, my neck was getting bigger. Uh, yeah, everything, everything was just responding so well. And so all the theoretical stuff, cause you know, you design something, it's on paper. A lot of things look good on paper and just don't yep. have a really good practical application. Uh, so, but this did, and I responded so well. And, uh, I also took my nutrition seriously, which I would say if anybody makes a mistake with X3 is they, you know, they weigh 150 pounds, but they only eat 50 grams of protein a day. Yeah. And, you know, then they eat salads or whatever and think that that's healthy. And the salad's like nothing. Like, just just don't, you might as well eat it's a air. fucking sock. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just not, it's like, there's not a lot of nutritional value in there. It's, yeah, right. it's air, it's water, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I just. Um, when you, because you, real quick, you put 30 pounds of muscle on yeah. that first year. Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward, which is like two and a half years later, you put on 60 pounds of muscle. So Total 60. So the next two years, uh, you know, combined. Which is insane. So for yeah. you, to when you would put on 30 pounds, what was your diet? Were you doing like keto-ish or was there? It was like the Bulletproof diet. Yeah. Okay. Mi- minus a lot of the vegetables. Because it's funny, you read the first like 75% of the Bulletproof diet and it's like meat, fats are not 
that bad for you. Right. High cholesterol will actually make you live longer. The you know bad cholesterol, yep. low density lipoprotein LDL, which yep. we were told was bad, is now indicated for living longer. So totally the opposite. Yeah. It's amazing when the when the patents on the statin drugs expired. It was just like, oh yeah, everything we told you, yeah, that was all wrong. <laughs> uh, uh, which is w- where, like, still like the anti meat, you know, the vegan people, yep. they still rely on research that's been disproven for twenty years. Uh, so, which reminds me, and you know, we talk about the dumb bodybuilders, right? But I almost feel like it's not their fault because I think about the same thing. Oh, they're thing. told the wrong stuff for like the their whole stuff, life. Their yeah. whole life. Just like saturated fat and just like right. all these other yeah, they're, they're, studies, man. They're eating like – like pro, uh, um, their protein is like garbage quality whey. By the way, there's no such thing as high quality whey protein. Like whey is like literally trash. In fact, the story of whey protein – uh, it's I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's Dan Duquesne or Duchesne. I don't know which how to pronounce. Yeah, I know. It. I know what you're he di- about. he died a while ago. Uh, probably running one of his own experiments. He was kind of a crazy <laughs> biochemist, but he, he he would um he would go to milk producers and he would be like, all that waste stuff that you guys are literally throwing in the trash. Can I have it? Mm. And they're like, yeah, take it. It's garbage. <laughs> like it costs us less for you to take it. And then he came out with designer whey protein. Wow. Yeah, called it a high-end product. It was literally trash. Um, wow. And it has very low usability by the body. You can digest it. You digest 100% and that's of it. bioavailability. Is that what we're talking about when somebody says mm, digestible? No, I, I don't like that term okay. because I'm, I'm talking about utilization. Yeah. So you can digest a lot of things that do you know, horrible shit to your body. Yeah, but, but you're still digesting. You're still digesting them. It's the usability. So 18% of anything that's whey-derived is going to be used, is, has got the proper ratios of essential amino acids. That's what really counts, the essential amino acids. So, um, you know, they're, they're sucking up whey protein, which also has no fat in it. it. usually has some sugar in it, though. Of course. And then they have, like, dry chicken breasts. And they never get satiated because there's no fats. Yep. And so they're hungry and they're bloated and they're angry. And, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's an awful way to live. And they're eating like six meals a day like that. Gross. <laughs> and not producing the right results. Right. Right. So, and now um, I'm eating one meal every 48 hours. And I'm leaner. Every 48 hours. And I'm stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So really, I really. I figured you were doing like just a once a day meal, but you're do, you you skip them. Uh, so you're doing every. Right day. now I am because I'm I'm trying to, to I I I hit a, a size goal, uh, and then you know I, I got a little soft in there like platters of ribeyes, you know, four thousand calories a day. That's over my basal metabolic rate plus activity. So now I'm just trying to get a little bit leaner, uh, and stay around two forty. Wow. Yeah. Talk real quick about fasting and, and why you can. I mean, you're super muscular, so talk about why. And I and I, you just mentioned fasting. Talk about why fasting can actually build muscle because I don't think the idea again is <clears throat> got to eat every six uh, two hours. I got to keep. I got to right, keep right, you know, right. pounding in protein. So I think my team and I actually discovered something, and I and I knew this was out there because I I called a guy that we worked together. And he's like the smartest guy I know. His name's Henry. He's a co-author on uh, on the book that that uh, that we have coming out. And um, I said, "Look, there's never been a study 
that says fasting is anabolic. It's anti-catabolic. You don't lose muscle because growth hormone goes up when you fast. Uh-huh. I said, but my experience, I'm like growing faster the more I fast. Wow. So the more often I go through a long time-restricted eating window, the more size I'm putting on and the leaner I'm getting. It's it just, and like I'll, I'll see people like here in San Francisco, especially during coronavirus period. I haven't been hanging out here much. I've been staying, you know, like up by my office. Uh, so some, some of my friends I see like every two weeks and they look at me and they're like, you look like you're in way better shape than last time. And last time you were already a mutant. Yeah. So like what's going on? And I'm like, the only thing I really changed was my fasting protocol. So what I did was I called Henry and I said, do a literature review on every fasting study that's ever been done. And this guy's really patient and really focused. So he's like the right guy to do this because most people would just not want to read, you know, a stack of papers that are, you know, not particularly exciting. And all the same, by the way. Uh, (laughs) Right. So he's like, let's go through it. Yeah. Let's get into it. And so, and so what ended up happening, I said, Look for something where, like, they're all tracking body mass, lean mass and fat mass, all of these studies. Find one where the fasting group had lean mass go up and they actually address it, where they say, like, we don't know why lean mass is going up. Mm. And he's like, that's really specific, man. I don't think we're going to find that. And... And I said, you know, the chances are slim, but I'm seeing it. And since they track body mass in all these studies, and sure enough, it's there. Really? Yeah. Yeah, there was, there was one study that did every other day eating. And it's like just for some reason. And these people didn't even work out. They did no exercise whatsoever, and they were gaining muscle mass. So what the, what the theory, and I talk about this in much more depth in the book, uh, and give the details on like how exactly they triggered it in the study and how I've been triggering it. But so what, what we're looking at is a super anabolic acceleration at the end of a fasted period. Yeah. So, which kind of makes sense. It's like, okay, so the central nervous system is saying, okay, we couldn't get a meal. We couldn't catch that, you know, water buffalo or whatever. Uh, so we need to be stronger. So we need to have a greater anabolic utility. And, you know, also keep in mind, there's growth factors that we don't even know about. Yeah. And there's, they're, they're discovering them all the time and doing like, uh, there's, there's a journal of IGF-1 and other growth factors. And that journal exists for reporting of other growth factors. Mm-hmm. So... Um, when we're when we're looking at what happened to these people, yeah, they kept the weight off. They lost more body fat than the calorie restricted group. Uh, the calorie restricted group, of course, lost muscle because that's what happens. Yeah. Uh, no matter how upset people get on the internet. <laughs> um, but so they lost more. They lost more fat, but they gained more muscle. And neither the control group nor the test group were exercising at all. Wow. Yeah. So, is there, is there anybody else? So that, that, that's only one study, though, huh? Yeah, it was the only study he was mentioning. Yeah. Is there anybody else that you know that that's doing 
similar a similar program to you as far as nutrition and stuff that's getting yeah. the same results? Of course. Okay. Yeah, I got a whole network of people yeah. that they're on the users group, but they don't talk about what, you know, hey, I want you to try this. And I mean, it's not too tough to figure out who's doing yeah. it. Because, uh, like, the super responders, like the people who I know are using the product, right? Especially the ones who aren't like inventing their own, like, really dumb exercises <laughs> that are just counterproductive. Which, Such as what? Because <sighs> that is a question I've, I've gotten a lot is can, can you ask him if there's uh, more exercises we can do or other ones, you know? You know, I, I, you know any motorcycle people? Like, people who get like Harleys? Yeah. Especially, okay. People get a Harley and they can't wait to. Fuck it up. They can't wait to rearrange the thing, right? Like, oh, I got to make it custom. And by really making it custom, you're just screwing it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, just leave it the way it is. Yeah. Like, the people, like, who design these things, like, they know it looks good. And you don't. So stop it. You know, like, you wouldn't, like, buy a, a, a you know, a, a, a suit and cut the sleeve off and just stitch a red <laughs> sleeve on because it looks cool. Like, you'd never do that. No. Why do people want to screw up certain things? Like, and exercise programming, for some reason, people just have a hard-on for wrecking something that was really well thought out. So it's like, I'm going to do this, but I'm also going to you know, do a CrossFit program, and I'm also yeah, yeah. going to do this, and I'm going to get five times the results. No, you don't understand physiology. You don't understand biochemistry. You don't understand nutrition, and you're going to get nothing. Here's, I actually ran into a person who said to me, I'm doing uh, ketogenic nutrition, but also um, the Mediterranean diet. And I thought about it, and this person <laughs> was overweight, of course, because uh, you know where this is going. Yes. Like, basically, they like the fat, you know, that they can eat from the ketogenic nutrition. Yeah. So they can eat as much cheese as they want. <laughs> and they love that the Mediterranean diet says, oh, you can eat as much bread as you want. Right. So what does this person eat? Pizza all day long. And they're like, yeah, it's, I'm not getting a lot of results out of my combined diet. Right, because you don't understand what you're doing. Right. You shot yourself in the foot. It's like the stupidest idea, you know, that somebody would have ever heard if they understand the underlying science, which... And I, I think, and so when, when I launched this product, to circle back to when I launched yeah, the product yeah. myself, within the first few days, we pivoted from people with an interest in fitness to people with an interest in optimizing their time. Yeah. I mean, that was where I fell in. Busy yeah. uh, professionals and executives. That is who we target that at. We don't target it at bodybuilders. Uh, I mean, first of all, like a bodybuilder with $500 is like unheard of <laughs> so yeah and, and and you know who i heard that from is a bunch of bodybuilders uh in fact the enhanced athlete guys uh who i who i do some videos with yeah. uh they're, they're like people like threaten to kill us because we're we're selling you know a supplement a, bo a supplement bottle for like 35 dollars and they're like where, where am i supposed to get 35 dollars and i'm like really how do you feed yourself like what happens if you break a shoelace do you just go without shoes like, what, what, how do you, like, it's so, yeah, it's a very different market. And uh, there's a reason why Planet Fitness is $9 a month. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's clearly a market there where no matter how filthy the gym is, no matter how bad the employees are, no matter how stupid the policy is, because the policy is real stupid at Planet Fitness. I've never been. If you grunt, the you nine get kicked out. The $9 always made me wary. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, so right. That's why I just. 
Right. Yeah. Like you, you wouldn't eat a one dollar steak. Right. Yeah. It's right. like clearly right. it's yeah. probably not grass fed. <laughs> probably not <laughs> anything I want to put in yeah. my body. Yeah. It might even be made out of cardboard. I don't. You know, I'm not <laughs> sure. It might even be a photograph of a steak. Um. Yeah. So I, I just you know like like we just switched away from that market completely. And like, I had already been talking to some people at bodybuilding.com about buying some advertising there. And I was like, never mind, you know? Uh, uh, and then we got an article in business insider and an entrepreneur magazine and sales were great. And, and by the way, there's a lot more executives who want to be in, in shape or in better shape than they are. Cause some of them are pretty fit, yeah. but they don't read the kind of, Generation Iron or Bodybuilding.com type stuff uh, because they, they're they looking for a more scientific approach. Um, also, the word science is so overused in the fitness industry. Everybody says their, their thing is scientific. So the, there'll be like a, a, a website that sells whey protein and it's it'll have like a couple paragraphs of ridiculous claims and then it'll have 10 references and you read the references and it's just about like how protein is important. <laughs> It like like they don't put the reference next to the comment that is controversial. They yeah. just put a list of references at the bottom. Anytime you see that, you're probably being lied to. Just yeah, references at the bottom as opposed to references attached to specific claims. So I do it like a scientist does it. Like here's a very bold claim, but here's the reference that explains that bold claim and it's right there right after that sentence. Because that's the way to do scientific referencing. Yeah. So um, I'm always, you know, focused on presenting it right, and and because I do make bold claims, so I have yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. have to do it right. Um, next question. So, talk to us about the the book. Okay. Um, you know, tell tell us the title and Jen, I mean, there's just you really want me to say I, the title. I do, I do want you to say okay. the title. Yeah. And uh, just just tell us, you know, what's um, just what's 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 all in there? What's what are you what are you packing in there? So uh, it is very thorough. It is a three hundred page book with two hundred fifty academic references. Um, there's uh, the foreword was written by Forrest Griffin, uh, so yeah. former light heavyweight champion of the world. Uh, we have uh, the uh, how'd kinda, you run into Forrest by the way? What's your connection with? Oh, uh, trained together with X three. Yeah. Uh, you know, just talking about injury prevention, and you know, for a guy like him, who I think he's had five orthopedic surgeries, mm. uh, so he's got a lot of joint pain. Yeah, and people who want to avoid joint pain, X three is awesome for them because it offloads the joint when the joint is at the greatest position of risk, and it hyperloads the joint when the joint is in the position of efficiency. So he has no pain. When using, you know, the elite band in a yeah. chest press. So he can train just like I do, but, you know, I have no injury whatsoever in my shoulders and he has incredible injury. Mm. And so like all of a sudden he's like, I, I can actually just train again. Yeah. I can actually get stronger. So, so we, yeah, uh, I noticed that too for myself, I, since I've had it, no injuries. And that's like one nothing. of the reasons why, you know, as I get older and stuff with my kids, it just. Yeah, it's like I, I don't You want to be the super being, dad. Yeah. You want to be the dad who goes to the soccer practice who can like, you know, pick up your kid and throw him in the air and all the other dads are like, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, that fe- that's going to feel awesome when that happens. Yeah. Um, 
so so th- yeah, that's that's how Forrest uh, got involved. But also uh, blurb endorsements from uh, somebody we worked with at NASA, from from uh, the head strength coach of the Miami Heat. So Miami yeah. Heat uses X three. They've they've gone away from weights. I feel like if you're an MMA fighter or any athlete, uh, maybe not any athlete, but it just makes so much sense because correct me if I'm any wrong. Strength athlete. Yeah, I mean, if you're, I used to box a lot. I used to do a lot of martial arts. I was always, you know, trying to find a balance when I was lifting weights from weights, cardio. Oh, and then I got to go train. I got to go hit the bag. I got to do jujitsu or whatever. And it's a lot. It's just like taxing on your body. And I was always confused, like, what should I be doing? Now, if I had to go do it again, I'm like, man, you know what? I'd get my strength from X3, not be sore. And then I go do my sports specific training. Of course. And I'd be great. I mean, right. Do you see, I mean, right? Am I making sense or? You're I making mean, complete sense. And what I love about pro athletes, by the way, we got another five NFL players to switch completely during coronavirus time. And they just, yeah. you know, were like, hey, you know, can, can, can you help me out? Like, can you give me some personal advice? They wanted some to, to speak with me about how this would optimize them for the NFL. Because, you know, they, they don't want to just buy it and run experiments themselves. Yeah. Because if they get hurt, you know, it could mean a $40 million contract. Right. Right. So they, they really wanted to be careful. So I gave them all some, some personal help. And um, what I love about pro athletes is they don't care how much they bench. They care what they do on the field because that is what they are paid for. Yeah. So they don't have these absolutely idiotic ideas about how they have to bench X so they can talk about it on the internet. With right. the other chubby people who <laughs> bench a lot or whatever, like you know, I just see these kind of like dick measuring contests going on, yes. and it's just so ridiculous. Like you guys are hurting yourselves. You're using sloppy form just so you can say you do X, and your peer group is just as screwed up as you are. Like, forget about all that. Be stronger. Don't yeah. exercise so you can talk about it. Because then yeah. it just it becomes a different activity that becomes very dangerous. You know, if we want to talk about longevity, if we want to talk about how we're going to continue to get stronger for the next five years, the next three is the only thing we're going to talk about. We're not going to be talking about lifting the same weight here where we're completely inefficient and damaging our joints chronically yeah. than we would here because the weight here is irrelevant in this position. With a static weight, yeah. So it just, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. So, so uh, I and, and the pro athletes, they don't care about that stuff at all. They want results. Exactly. They want the result. They don't care what the path is to get there. Yep. And the NBA, like the NBA, was they're really funny guys because they're all embarrassed of like their squat numbers and their bench press numbers because when your arm is eight inches longer than my arm, you're Bench press is not going to be impressive. Yeah. Yeah. This is very inefficient. <laughs> the were, there, long... were, were the Miami Heat, were their minds blown when, when you showed them like the X3 bar? Were they open? Oh, like, no Better way. than that. Come it on, was like man. refreshed. Like, it was like, oh, we've been looking for this. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think that pro athletes, now keep in mind, bodybuilders rarely have actual coaches uh, because it's, there's not a lot of money in the industry. Yeah. So, like, a lot of these guys, somebody told me, like, the top 10 bodybuilders in the world, like, 
they don't even make a million dollars in a year, even with endorsements and everything. Wow. Yeah. Um, in fact, some of the physique models make more money than the pro bodybuilding. Oh, really? It's more interesting. Yeah. Women watch it. Yeah. Women don't watch pro bodybuilding. Women watch the physique competitions because those guys look like underwear models. They are. Yeah, yeah. Right. So um, these guys, where was I going with this? Sorry, we were talking so we were, t- <laughs> we were talking about uh, the book. This all started from the book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so the, I mean, the, the, ath- the athletes and the strength coaches, they also trust their strength coaches because strength coaches are highly knowledgeable. So when a strength coach says, yeah. this is what you ought to do, and – and uh, the guys in the Strength Coaching Association, they will say, like, you know, we've been telling our players, hey, like, like we're doing some stuff, you know, at the, at the gym, at, at the stadium. But check out X3 because I, I, I don't think you can get hurt with this thing. And, like, that's, that's really the comment I've heard from strength coaches is, you know, you can run some experiments with this because it's really hard to get hurt with it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, and and so that that's like a better endorsement than saying it's better than weightlifting, because if it's better than weightlifting and more dangerous than weightlifting, then who cares? Because these guys can't put themselves at risk. They're worth too much money. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only one time I hurt myself with the X three was doing a deadlift, the deadlift, and uh, the you let go of it. Yeah. yeah. It, the bar. Uh, it was like my last rep. I knew I was like squeezing one last one out, and uh, the bar just slipped out of my hands and landed on my foot. But. That could happen in regular weightlifting. Too. Oh yeah, people dr- way worse. People drop weights on themselves all the time. Yeah. The difference is when this thing comes catapulting towards you, it doesn't really have any weight on it. It has momentum. Yeah. So, you know, some people do like the stupid grip when they do this. Oh uh, yeah, like bench the, press. What they call it, the monkey what, monkey grip or something? I don't know. Suicide grip. grip. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I call it a stupid grip because yeah. only a stupid person would do it. Um, the bar slides off the hand and, you know, nails him in the chest. Well, when you're using the elite band with the bar, it's like for a six foot tall person, it's 540 pounds at the top. But when it hits your chest, it's not 540 pounds because it's lo- the, the elastomer has contracted yeah. and it's really just the momentum of it falling at a higher speed. So the bar weighs nine pounds and it whacks you and, you know, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. But, it's not like dropping a 500-pound bar on yourself. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah, not at all. Like, you just go, ow. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. It sucked, and it was like, oh, Yeah, and ow. then you do the rest yeah. of your workout. Yeah. Like, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, coming back real quick. So, uh, title of the book. You got to tell us the title. Title and- is Weightlifting is a Waste of Time, and So is Cardio. <laughs> Can't wait! This yeah. is gonna, this is gonna, this is gonna piss people off. It's gonna be completely disruptive yeah. in a good way, though. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. It's uh, controversy gets tension. Yeah, but I, I believe that. I believe weightlifting is a waste of time. Now that I have that, there's no amount of weights, and I, I get invited to like some world class gyms, like you know, whatever training center, the, the UFC uh, Performance oh, Institute, yeah, yeah. and it was like. You know, they've got state-of-the-art everything, and it's like, what do you want to try? And I'm like, no, I got my X3. So nothing. <laughs> you have nothing that I want to try here. Because I can point out what's either not relevant or not important. It doesn't mean that every piece of equipment is dumb. It just means that it's not going to give me what my very elegant, very simple system will give me. Yeah. Just, it won't. 
what about like, you know, some, someone asked me this question about, uh, what ask him about like different, uh, like, you know, I don't know, I'm thinking like bilateral movements or like, you know, think something for your running gait or like, quote unquote, I know you hate this, functional training, like yeah, um, and I'm overused rotational, word rotational exercises, yeah, the yeah, mace, yeah. the club, this, you know, the X3 doesn't capture all that. Um, any, what would you say? What would you say? It depends on what you're doing. Like in writing online, I have to be pretty brief. So sometimes I might come off like everything other than what I invented is just stupid and forget about it. Yeah. That's not actually how I feel. That's how I want people to be focused who are on that group because typically those are just average guys who, yeah. you know, they're not participating in any sport. Uh, you want to be lean and strong, and those are your priorities. You're not trying to be a ballerina. Yeah. If you want to be a ballerina, then you got to do some other stuff. You got to be strong also. X3 yeah. would be great for a ballerina. But, and I, I think these guys, they, they, it's like the customization with the motorcycle example. It's yeah. like they just can't wait to mess with it. And then they'll throw something in there like mace work. And unless you're swinging a golf club, right. even then, I mean, when you swing a golf club, you swing a golf club. So you're working on your rotation right there. Yeah. So, like, do you really need extra rotation? Do you need to add heavy rotation and screw up your golf swing? Because you can do that too. Yeah. So, like, unless you're seeing a coach for a specific type of movement. And also, like, X3 is for developing muscular size. Power output, uh, the efficiency of switching cells on from a neurological perspective. You're using a lot more muscle cells when you're doing X3 than any other type of training. So you're training the body to switch on more. Uh, that doesn't mean it's skill training. So if you've got to balance yourself on a balance beam or yeah. if, if you, you're a pitcher, and you want to be able to sh transfer your weight faster from back foot to front foot. Uh, there's, a, there's drills for that. And there's other things you can do for that. And that's great. But see a coach for that. Yeah. yeah. Like, like that's not X3. And also the people who are asking these questions, 99.9% .9 of the time are not pitchers or ballerinas <laughs> or have anything to do with any of that stuff. Just like stop looking at videos on the internet that are like, mm, you really need rotation. Yes, like, yes. Why? Yeah, like, uh, that, and that's my question. Yeah. Why do you think you need that? Yeah. Uh, and there's something yeah. to be said, I mean, these big compound lifts, which like deadlift, squat, like X3 captures that. And so yeah, that's yeah, always been the foundation. The stabilization muscles are, are totally activated and working and growing. So you don't, you don't it's, it's not like you're missing out on a part of the body from a training and growth perspective, but there's it doesn't cover all skill development. Right. And also, somebody who's a great fighter is not necessarily going to be a great pitcher. Even though the same muscles are being used, yep. you can't throw a 100-mile-an-hour fastball by doing boxing training. you got to do... So what are you going to do? Everything? Right. You're going to do right. one day of boxing and one day of uh, you know learning how to throw a baseball and... Well, don't you want to be ambidextrous? Let's throw some left-handers. You know, I mean, it's right. just like like you can go down the path of functional training 
where you can do so many things, you you can hardly sleep or use the restroom because you want to be well-rounded, functional. Like, yeah. no, just forget about that unless you really need to do one of those things. Yeah. Yeah, but also like equestrian athletes that are very well-balanced on a horse, they're not trying to be baseball pitchers, even though both activities are functional. Yes. It's specific. So if you want to do something specific, great. Do your X3 and go do that. That's, yeah, that, that's always been my thought. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got it right. Yeah. yeah. So talk to me about, uh, you, you, I've heard you talk about uh, like micro tears in the muscle. And I, huh. and, and I want to know about like, really, we talked a lot about the X3, but I don't think we said really why it works. And the belief, at least always in, since, since I was like 18 and started picking up weights and lifting, yeah, is yeah. that you got to tear the muscle. So you got to do three sets of eight tear the muscle so that these micro tears occur and then the yeah. muscle rebuilds. X3 is not doing any of that, correct? Yeah. So if X3 is not doing that, how am I getting big? It's because that's not how you get big. Yeah, the micro tears have nothing to do with growth. In fact, the more micro tears you have, the less growth you'll have because the protein synthesis has to attenuate the damage before it creates any growth. And this has been well studied. And muscle biopsy studies, like, it, it, is, it is the closest thing. There is no such thing as definitive science. Like, so when people say the science is settled, those are morons. There's no <laughs> such thing as settled science. But closest thing we're going to get to it is, like, tissue biopsy studies. Uh, multiple studies that came to the same conclusion. So uh, it's when you stop damaging the muscle that you have the maximum amount of growth. Right. So, like, Which yes, or I mean, but like, marathon runners have more micro tears than bodybuilders do in their quadriceps. But marathon runners, you know, they they got a they they got legs, you know, that look like yeah, twigs. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not growing from that. Like so, like if we want to look at micro tears, let's go the yeah. other direction. Let's look at people who grow nothing, who yeah. are actually shrinking muscle and getting tons of micro tears. Yeah. So, yeah. so like a marathon runner, they, all, all they get is the repair the repaired tissue they don't grow anything yeah. yeah so then but then so x but x3 you're getting superb results so how how is x3 building uh, muscle it's the higher it's level of fatigue it's fatigue and damage are two two different things ah. and and the more you fatigue the more the neural inhibitory process starts shutting muscles off and saying no we're not doing this anymore it's the shutoff. It's the involuntary shutoff. When people ask like what really fatigue is, it's when you're pushing a muscle and it's shutting down despite your greatest efforts. You yeah. cannot do anything to keep it going. It's shutting down. And, that, and then we do diminishing range. So yeah. I'm doing a chest press. I'm going just about this cadence, you know, two to three seconds up, two to three seconds down. And then I can't get to the top anymore. Then I shorten the range and I'm doing kind of half reps. Because I'm only, you know, instead of 540 pounds here, I'm doing 300-pound peak force Mm -hmm. reps here. And then I can't get there anymore. And then the last couple may only be like an inch. But I've fatigued all ranges of motion. Why is that important, fatiguing all ranges of motion? Because, well, in certain movements, different parts of the muscle are firing. You know, like squats. Yeah. Like the glutes are firing more and the quads are firing more depending on your position. You don't need to worry about it just as long as you fatigue all ranges of motion. We can go way in the biomechanics weeds. 
But ultimately, as long as you're fatiguing all ranges of motion uh, at the appropriate weight. One of the hardest parts of developing X3 was coming up with variants that was appropriate. Because all bands we came across were just too weak. You've mentioned that and saying, yeah. like, there's a difference between latex. And I'm sure a lot of people, oh, let me just go yeah. out and buy a rubber one. And you're like, nah. No, no. It's petroleum rubber. And the funny thing about the petroleum ones is they get longer every time you use them. Yeah, they stretch out. They stretch out, right. Yeah. So you think you're getting stronger. No, you're just screwing <laughs> up your band. The band. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, the, the, the layered latex is, uh, is, is really important. The... We did a couple things to make them like harder and stronger than others that were out there. Nobody had ever tried to do that before because if you use an X3 band by itself, like to do a push-up, you could break your wrist. Mm. I mean, there's some really irresponsible people who every once in a while try and do that, and I, I really try and encourage them. Don't do that because, you know, if you look at the human hand, there's more bone structure on this side than there is on this side if you discount the thumb, which you don't want to load the thumb. Yeah. So you're doing this, and, I mean, it's not it's, – it's um, like the, the mirror images of both sides are very different structurally. And so if you have an uneven load, that's, that, you know, it's going to twist your wrist. So I see people – when people do push-ups with bands, you're either going so light you're not stimulating any growth at all. And this is true with any band-only exercise. Or you're going heavy enough to damage joints. Yeah. And you're just damaging them in a different way than weights do. So, like, humans interface... Like, the smallest bones in our body, other than the ones in our inner ear, are in the wrists and in the ankles. And those are the two things that band-only training will screw up. Unless you have a second ground to stand on, like with X3. It's the grounding plate. Right. And then and a bar, which our hands interface with bars really well, especially one bar. Strongest people in the world use barbells, not dumbbells. Yeah. Right. Because I've Be- seen people saying, why don't you have a, a dumbbell version? And yeah. Yeah. And I, I would have much rather developed that. That would have been way cheaper. Way uh-huh. cheaper to build, way cheaper to market, way cheaper to sell. It'd be more saleable. However, not the way the body works. If you're going to push something really heavy or pick up something really heavy, you're not going to use one hand. You're yeah. going to use both hands. And, and, and when one hand's firing, isn't the other one, isn't there like a cross-extensor reflex that like engages anyways? I mean, aren't you? A balancing like, reflex, of yeah, course. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, try, try, doing, try doing a dumbbell bench press with just one arm. <laughs> yeah. And having nothing in the other arm. You'll fall right off the bench. <laughs> right. Your body, it's got to be balanced. So now, legs are the opposite Unless you're a kangaroo, you walk on one leg at a time, and you run on one leg at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So loading one leg at a time makes more sense than loading both legs at a time. But when it comes to anything with the upper body, you got to be hanging on with both hands to the same structure. And, like, I, I see these, like, cheapo band handles, and it's just, like, it's a garbage workout. And your wrists are still getting twisted. And, like, I try and, like, probably half the time. It's just some of those things in the trash. Don't use that. Use the bar. Use it right. Let me let yeah. me ask you this because we we're we're talking about this. I uh, one one time I was living with the X3 and I posted on Instagram like my stories or something. And a buddy sees what I posted, yeah. does his research, goes to X3 whatever bar dot com, then texts me back and says, "What you were lifting with that? Why why is that shit so expensive?" Yeah. 
I didn't even want to go there with him. What do you What do you tell people though? Like, what's that? Like, you're like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, backwards hat wearing person. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like I just I didn't want to go there with him, but I, but I am curious. Like, you know. Well, I mean, this this co- costs a couple hundred dollars to manufacture. Yeah, it's a problem with the internet. Actually, it's not just like fitness people or the sideways hat guys or whatever. It's it's um you'll see all the time like something horrible about Apple being like an evil company because it only costs five dollars to make an iPhone and they charge eight hundred. Yes. Actually it costs five hundred dollars to make the <laughs> iPhone eleven and they charge eight hundred dollars and they market it and they ship it to you or they ship it, you know, to the store and they got distribution, they got a whole army of people they gotta pay. Yep. So they may be making fifteen percent on an iPhone. Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank wouldn't be buying that deal. Well, he exaggerates margins for attention. Yeah. Because he wants to be seen like he's the emperor from Star Wars (laughs) when it comes to margins. He's an entertainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like when Donald Trump ran The Apprentice. It's like he was supposed to fire people. That was his job. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he wasn't wasn't supposed (laughs) to be a nice person. Right. Uh, Just so happens that he's good at not being a nice person (laughs) all the time. He's just uh, so natural. Yeah. Uh, So, the... the, um, being nice and being effective are not mutually exclusive at all. Okay. Uh, yeah, you guys I'm should probably write just, that I'm down. I'm glad I just got that life yeah. advice. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm your life coach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, so that costs a couple hundred dollars to make. So the idea that like, you know, somebody posts, oh, this costs $5 to make. It's like these people don't know anything. First of all, by seeing a small picture of it, they don't know that unlike an actual Olympic bar, Olympic bar is hollow. This is a solid steel core, ah. and that's what links both hooks in the rotation. So this is actually a solid unit. Uh, exterior is anodized aluminum and knurled. Best knurling you'll ever get a hold of. And you can see my calluses. Like, yeah, they're yeah, awesome. Yeah. Like, if <laughs> I, I get I, shot, I, I hope I get shot right there because <laughs> nothing's going to happen to me. Um, and then, and then it's a it's a solid steel core, and so all everything on the exterior is is aluminum and it's shiny. It's beautiful, and like I wanted to create like it is the most powerful thing you're going to use to develop your body. I wanted it to feel like a lightsaber, like yeah. something that's just dynamite. Like wow, I yeah. feel so good hanging on to this thing, like an iPhone. You know, you pick up an iPhone. When you first, you know, get your new iPhone, you're like, oh, this is so, like, it feels so tight. It feels so solid. You know, it feels like the thing is just cast in, you know, one material. And, you know, a cool thing, too, I I heard you talking about that uh, all your manufacturing is done in the U.S. That's kind of cool. Not the bands. Okay. It doesn't rain here enough to have (laughs) uh, tree-based latex. Ah. Because all the latex is grown in trees. Uh, uh, so the rubber tree needs a needs to basically live in a swamp, and uh, we just don't. Even Florida doesn't have the rainfall for latex trees for creating latex. So those are made uh, offshore, and then uh, but every every not only is that made in the United States, but every part is made in the United States as well. So that's that's tremendous. Yeah. Um, also, coincidentally, during during the coronavirus. Um, most of the manufacturers, all of them except for one, just kept going. Yeah, they were like, "No, I mean, this is essential. People need to be fit." In fact, that actually defeats the coronavirus. So right. yeah, so they told all the local officials we're an essential business, and they were like, "Okay, you are." 
Fitness yeah, is yeah. really important. Yeah. So, uh, well, especially because who are they interfacing with? Law enforcement. Does law enforcement think fitness is important? Yeah. 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 They really do. So uh, it was. It was. Uh, it was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we only had one part that that's been behind, which is why we've been back ordered for a little bit. But it's okay. It's about to end. Cool. Yeah. Hey, what? Um what are you doing, by the way, for coronavirus as far as just anything you're doing specifically to like just keep your immune system on in peak performance? Is it just – I, I just don't watch the news because it's really not yeah. a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not really a threat. <laughs> Hardly at all. Yeah. Um, in, in the very beginning – well, I did, a, I did a Newsmax piece back when everybody thought it was fecal transference, you know, like hepatitis. Yeah. And I was like, why are we worried about something? Now, it turns out it's, it's not that. Uh, but it was very early days when, when, the, when the disease first came out. And for coronavirus, I don't want to be dismissive, but, you know, we see that it affects overweight, diabetic, yeah. COPD, emphysema, uh, and elderly people who have those comorbidities. So really it's affecting people who are pretty sick already. Right. So like, you know, when they say, and there's, there's, there's some memes that are going around that are pretty funny, like man gets attacked by shark, dies of coronavirus. <laughs> you <laughs> yes. know, it shows yeah. a shark coming out of the water. And, yeah. it's like, and the reason they're saying that is because somebody with 40 years of emphysema dies and and this was especially the, was, we were counting people as coronavirus deaths before there was a test right so they would just be like coronavirus <laughs> you know it's like yeah. well maybe the fact that he's been smoking for 80 years yeah you know since he was like in elementary school the guy's been smoking he's had emphysema for half his life maybe that's the problem <laughs> But no, 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 it's coronavirus. <laughs> it's gotta be so, right, right. And I ask people, like, you know anybody who's died? And they're like, well, no. I know some people yeah. who had it. Right. Like, anybody here? Know anybody who's died? Know anybody? This is room, room's full of people. Yeah. Um, you guys can't see. But, uh, yeah, there's a whole party here. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Quiet, guys. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, like, there's so many people who know someone who's had it. Right. I have some friends in New York. They both had it. Yeah. Uh, There's a couple, and, you know, they gave it to each other. Yeah, and good. Yeah, I mean, like, the guy, he, he didn't even know he had it. And, and, and the female, you know, she felt lousy. And then, you know, they got tested, and sure enough, he had the antibodies, and, and she... Uh, she had it, and they went home and, you know, chilled out in front of the TV and didn't eat any junk food. And, oh, Long you know, hem- hemoglobin A1C score gets better, and it's gone. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm 0% worried. I'm 100% irritated by uh, – Yeah, and, and also, like, so I showed up on Newsmax before this thing, like, we even knew anything about it. And I said, nobody should worry about this. And the reason I said that is because I'm playing the odds. Yeah. Because how many pandemics have we had where the news, which, by the way, is in the business of selling advertising space. So, you know, they're all making more money the more people are tuned in. So everything is a crisis. Everything's a bigger deal than it really is. How many times have we told that sea levels are going to rise and all, (laughs) you know, like port towns are going to be underwater? Global warming. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I I think it was NBC said Manhattan would be completely submerged in water by 2015. Uh, 
you know, Jimmy Carter said the world would be out of oil, and I, I think in 1986. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, like, why does the news media pick up on that? Because it's sensational. Yeah. It's keeping you glued to the TV. So just stop stop watching the news. Yeah. Don't believe the hype. Uh, you know, like, so I, I, I really haven't done anything for it. But, you know, my, hem- my hemoglobin A1C score is four, which is – Super healthy, like I have an incredible healthy metabolism. Um, yeah, what other uh, tests do you run on? You know, as I'm sure people will say, oh, he he says all this and says that, but can you back it up with like lab results or do you? What kind of blood or biomarkers do you do a lot of that you that you you know you're keeping track of? Uh, I'm about a year and a half out from the last lab work I did because, like like that's when I went, I'd been a couple months carnivore then. And, uh, you know, my cholesterol, my LDLs went up, but they didn't go up by that much. My triglycerides were low. Uh, but you know, like right at the bottom of normal range, that's better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there's not, not a lot to check on. <laughs> like, like I don't, most vitamin levels I don't particularly care to track because I don't think they make that much of a difference. So you're not taking like a multivitamin or that? You don't? No. People who take multivitamins die younger. Really? Yeah. I think that's coincidental. I don't think, yeah. I don't think there's a cause and effect relationship, yeah. but there is a study that it was, it was done on women specifically. Uh, so there's not a male counterpart, but it's the only study we have, so we got to go with it. People who take multivitamins die like two years earlier on average. Wow. It's probably because they take a multivitamin and they think, oh, I'm healthy. And then they eat shit and food. It, it, right, right. Yeah. And they, right, they use it as an excuse to eat garbage. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't think it does anything. Also, if you were to eat a diet of whole foods, just whole foods, so no supplements, no powders, no nothing, um, how many calories a day? would you need to take in foods from all over the world? It doesn't matter. How many calories a day would you need to take in to get to the recommended uh, daily allotments ascribed by the American Medical Association? How many calories? 40,000, something like that. Great guess, 27,000. So you need to eat eat more than an elephant in calories to get your vitamins from food. So clearly nobody ever ate that way. Yeah. So the recommendations are just nonsense. So I don't pay attention to them. I don't test them. Um, I know that I feel a lot better if my vitamin D levels are high, but I spend more time in the sun, even in the wintertime. Yeah. I, uh, when I first started X3, I didn't get a lot of exposure to the sun in the wintertime because I thought, like, I hadn't, you know, met Wim Hof yet. And I didn't realize that cold does not really hurt you. It's actually a great metabolic accelerator. And so uh, I got a great picture on Instagram uh, where uh, Julia actually took the photograph where I'm standing in the snow, barefoot, you know, just out for a walk in like foot deep snow. Um, Was it cold? Yeah, it was cold. But I was getting sun, sunny. Yeah. And uh, I was only wearing shorts, no shoes, no shirt, no nothing. Um, And so I get a lot more sun now. My vitamin D levels are normal. But, you know, I'm more like an indigenous person now because I'm just yeah. outside, like, wearing not much. 
which is actually another reason why I love X3. I just I always using it outside. Yeah. And I, I think I remember Ben Greenfield. I think even there was a study he had quoted where they said people were actually stronger lifting out lifting weights outside. Of I have no idea. You know what is it? The, is it the negative ions or what? I have no idea. But just interesting. Uh, you know, it would be vitamin, well, D. vitamin D would be a big contributor. But yeah. like I said, there's growth factors we don't even know about yet. Yeah. Yeah. Wim Hof. So is. Is that a is that a guy that you follow a lot a lot of or a little like the protocol? Do you do any of his breathing like on a regular basis? No, or no, no. But I like cold. Yeah, yeah, I'm into that, I, and I'll jump into cold water. Yeah, a lot of the people with like protocols that you really have to. It's, I don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have time for that. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah I'm, I'm I'm so busy and like working on writing this book. Like when people read this book and they realize you know it's 300 pages with 250 references, like. It was a huge undertaking, but I wanted yeah. to document the the efficacy of X3 and all the things that go along with it to the point where it's just irrefutable. And the only yeah. people who will argue with it will be the people who uh, didn't read the book or can't read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, that's going to be a lot of people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bodybuilding.com. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, the reason there's yeah. the most um, fitness content, it's really funny. Like fitness is just like an industry where most of the content exists on YouTube. And I'm like, well, yeah, of course, because these people can't read. <laughs> or they're, they're not very good at it. And, and then sometimes you see the comments, especially like my troll comments, like misspelled, like, you know, like the wrong word, like, uh, like a, an apostrophe S at the end of every word. I haven't seen that. Yo, you, yeah. you should go read some fitness comments. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you're, yeah. you're following biohackers. You're not yeah. really following uh, the people, the fitness people. No. I, I just like, <laughs> it's just amazing. But yeah, it's, that's that's the industry that, that that is. And so, but it's cool because that's not who I'm interested in in really engaging with. It's the, it's the busy professional, busy executive. Yeah. 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 Question for you. We're drinking uh, your Fortigen. That's right. This stuff is amazing, by the way. It's the first time I've had it. You like the taste. Yeah, it's actually really good. I get yeah, so many complaints it, yeah, about the would, taste. What's wrong with it? It's, well, I, I enjoy it. Really. So I made that one for you, and that's probably a 30-ounce glass, so you probably drank it a little more diluted than some people. Ah. Uh, I, I think I filled it up. I like my stuff strong, there. but well, I, 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 yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, it tastes a little bit like lemonade and rocket fuel. Because uh, I've had other brands, too, just so you know, of other... Um, Essential amino acid brands. Oh, so okay. I've, t- I've tasted other ones, and uh, this is good. Well, this one works. Okay, yeah. yeah. So let's let's yeah. let's talk. You guys about, probably write that down. Yeah, write that down. Yep. Talk to me about because I've heard you talk about the difference. Again, there's there's multiple brands out there that have essential amino acids. Oh, there's been essential amino you acid know? products for the last fifty years. The problem is they need to be made in the right way so the body uses them, and we are meant to consume. This isn't the most appetizing thing, but, you know, you're asking the scientists, so I'm going to give you the truth. Uh, We're meant to eat rotting stuff. (laughs) Like, really. Like, if you and I were in a a tribe, you know, thousands of years ago, and we had to take down, uh, you know, a, a mammoth, we'd probably eat it for two days. And by that, the end of that second day, we're, you know, it's sitting there in the sun, it's rotting and uh the rotting material our our microbiome is able to digest 
and gets a different level of amino acids out of the rotting material. Wow. So Fortigen is made out of bacterial fermentation. And uh, again, I know it's not the most appetizing thing, but what happens is the bacteria goes through the rotting material and then completely dies off and then it's filtered. So, you know, all the other non-essential uh, amino acids are filtered out of it. So you're just getting the benefit of the fermentation without the actual rotting material. Yeah, I was going to say, because yeah. it tastes like it lemon doesn't ta- it, it doesn't taste, like you know, it doesn't taste like sulfur or anything like that, right? Yeah. So uh, it tastes fine. Um, maybe a strong lemonade taste, but that's about it. And then, uh, or uh, people also tell me it tastes like apples. Did you get apple? I didn't. I don't know. But that's why we don't put a flavor on it. It's just Fortigen. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's what smart. flavor is this? Fortigen yeah, flavor. Yeah, it's Fortigen. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we we get um, get some people complaining about the flavor, but also it's such a powerful anabolic protein, so much better, and also it's cheaper. Like people, like anything on the internet, people whine about the price. But, like, if you look at the fact that for each dose of that that you take, it's 50 grams of protein you don't need to eat. Well, any other source of protein of 50 grams, keep in mind, yeah. 50 grams of whey only really counts because you've got to discount it to 18% of its, of its full value. Yeah. So that's 9 grams of, of protein, quality protein you're getting out of a 50-gram shake. Well, that's pretty worthless. Yeah. Why bother taking whey protein? It's only uh, you know, of every fifty grams you take, only nine actually have value. Yeah. So so right. So that's the you know that's the most cost effective approach to getting usable protein in the body. Uh, so yeah, I think it's it's really it's it, there's a reason I came out with it. I did the math, and I'm like. This is gold. Like, is this, it's the best did this, thing to do. Did this help with you for the, the extra 30 pounds of muscle you put on? Do you think this was a huge factor? or? Uh, it was a huge factor in comfort and convenience of my life because eating three pounds of meat versus two and a half pounds of meat, boy, that last half pound is not delicious. I don't care who cooks it. Yeah. I don't care. I, don't, you know, I could be at you know, the best steakhouse in San Francisco. Uh Man, like, yeah, it's just a lot nicer when you don't have to consume that extra half pound, uh, or you can do two doses of it. Um, you know, as I've as I've been getting leaner, doing more fasting, I've been doing two doses a day. Uh, so you know, now I there's a hundred grams I don't need to worry about. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, can can you hack fasting? I was, I was curious, like, could you hack fasting by, by doing this? Does, does it keep you a little bit more? Is it easier to fast? And by doing it, is. it does it also It doesn't screw, screw up, up the, the fast. fast. It doesn't screw up the fast. You need 50 calories to stop autophagy, which is, which is really the barometer of, like, whether the fast is still kind of going. Yeah. 50 calories. So, you know, if you're fasting and a moth flies in your mouth, it's not like, <laughs> oh, my fast is ruined. <laughs> Damn it. Everything's screwed up now. You know, I'm going to lose the Mr. Olympia contest. Like, no, that's not going to happen. Uh, Portage so is only four. I was just checking. It's, it's four calories. Four. Right, right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So uh, very, very, very low calorie. And, um, yeah, it's just absorbable material. In fact, the broken amino acids, 
the incomplete proteins. The BCAs. Don't. Or essential. Oh, okay. BCAAs don't do anything, by the way. You might as well eat sand. Uh, there's there's a lot of science on it. Like, it's been disproven for years. I don't know why people still sell it. It's just a joke. I mean, like, you, you wouldn't, like, I mean, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a scam. Probably, like, nobody would go out and buy snake oil. You sure Because it's would. literally, like, you told, like, it, that's a joke. Like, it was, like, a scam product in, you know, the 1800s. But they're still buying BCAAs for some reason. Um, it's just totally incomplete. Like your body can't metabolize it. So it just goes through your system really? in the form of nitrogen. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You just piss it all out. That take BCAAs and you, your, your urine will look like beer. Yeah. It'll be all foamy. Because there's the nitrogen <laughs> that you just took as BCAAs. that just went right through you and didn't do anything. Um, yeah. You need the essential ones. So... Um, and we have the essential ones, especially when you're in a fast, what's happening with autophagy is you're cannibalizing proteins in the body that you're not using old cells, yeah. uh, scar tissue. So like my fraternity letters are branded Whoa. into my arm and that used to stick up by like half a millimeter and it's been eating Whoa. itself from the inside <sighs> because of the autophagy and the fortigen. So the autophagic process is making all, it's converting all that, all that scar tissue into the non-essential amino acids, the ones that your body can make on its own. And then it links up with that stuff. It becomes anabolic. Whoa. Yeah. And so I can repair tissue. I can repair my skin, you know, whatever. That's huge. Huge. So dude, I'm going to, I'm totally going to, Try this, and I, and I want to try it with just like like what you're doing, like the fasting, because I mean that's yeah. that's just like that's like a, just a yeah. You don't need you, you know. I just take a uh, hundred gram equivalent, you know, so two doses of Fortigen when I'm fast, and clearly I need like I really need like three hundred. I like going about fifty over, uh, so I, I try and get yeah. three hundred grams of protein a day. So you'll do like breakfast, lunch, dinner as far as when you're fasting. No, no, I or, just one in the morning, one in the evening. That's it. Yeah, this was my morning one today because I just took it easy this morning. So I knew yeah. you'd be here a little yeah, later, yeah. a little later in the day. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I mean, it's a pretty easy protocol. It's the only supplement I take other than Imperium, which is kind of like a bulletproof coffee sort of replacement or coffee replacement. Yeah, pre-workout, right? Or, or or just focus. Just yeah, just. Like uh, it's it's a coffee replacement or a pre workout. Um, it's funny most of our market doesn't know what pre, what pre workout is. Really busy executives wow. they don't know what that is. That's a bodybuilding thing. That's Co- a fitness thing. Completely. Yeah. I remember growing up with No Explode. Like that was a big yeah. thing. You got to take your No before yeah. you uh, yeah before you lift. Well, you know, and there's there's these products are really just caffeine and sugar. Yeah. And that garbage. Yeah, the most pre-workout. So you know, I go and make like a, an actual like high-quality pre-workout that doesn't have all kinds of like chemical garbage in it. And then I'm presenting it to a crowd that has no idea what a pre-workout is. Yeah. It's kind of funny. But they know what coffee replacement is. Yeah. Yeah. And it tastes – that tastes delicious. So, uh, uh, yeah, and, and it has um, electrolytes in it, so that helps, again, with, with the fasting, so it keeps you a little bit oh, better okay. hydrated. has beta-alanine in it, which is a great energy enhancer. 
helps with recovery with, too, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then um, and then it has MCT oil uh, in powder form in it. So um, it kind of crushes your appetite, but it's only 25 calories. So it stays under that 50. So it doesn't screw up your fast. Now, if you did like five servings of it, yeah, yeah you yeah, screw yeah. up your fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I'm hoping people aren't, you know, are using it as directed. I did not yeah, understand no. uses directed was such a hard thing <laughs> for people to stick to. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know. People know not to drive their car on the sidewalk, right? You Why don't what? they I just follow the directions? You see the direct, you just don't believe it. You're like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't believe this. Yeah, I yeah, guess. Let me, let me try. Let me yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's one thing after another where I'm sure I'm going to get an email where uh, uh, somebody did an enema. With uh, Imperium, and oh, they, they had to go to the hospital. I can't wait. This is when this airs. Yeah, a lot of ideas. I, I, I just good idea, by the way. Yeah, yeah, right. Like there's, there's, they just can't wait to misuse it. Yes. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah. like everything in nutrition and fitness. Like I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Question for you, because I know you're, I know you're a big vegan, right? Between meals, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. So I wanted to ask you. Uh, because you're not a vegan, you're a, you're a big carnivore guy, right? So, I was reading David Sinclair's book. He's the big NAD longevity. His book is called Lifespan. Yeah, really muscular guy. He and, and if you don't know, I'm uh, kidding. Dr. John He's like Jake, a twig. Which is being very yeah. sarcastic. Yeah. Uh, so he wrote this in the book, and this was part again. His book's called Lifespan. It's all about living longer. Blah blah blah. So he wrote this: Meat is murder on our bodies. Stutter, study after study has demonstrated that heavily animal-based diets are associated with high cardiovascular mortality and cancer risk. Processed red meats are especially bad. Red meat contains carnitine, which gut bacteria convert to trimethamylene anoxide or TMAO, a chemical that is expected suspected of causing heart disease. Yeah, that's never been proven. That last part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people have guessed it has. I mean, if every time you take a bite of your cheeseburger, somebody gets hit in the crosswalk, <laughs> that doesn't mean cheeseburgers cause traffic accidents. That's just a correlation. So uh, most of the research that he's basing uh, those, those statements on has yeah. been disproven for 20 years. Um, wow. High levels of LDL, and I talked about this earlier, are associated with longer life. So the higher your cholesterol is, meaning the more saturated fats you have, the longer you're going to live. So uh, all that stuff we were told when we were kids, total BS. Yeah. Uh, and and um, the two greatest drivers of long life that are not argued with at all, and, and this is where I, I really came down to, because I, I said if I keep stripping layers away, because when I, when I wanted to recommend a nutrition program for X3, I really didn't have a bias. I really didn't, you know, I... I had tried veganism. I felt like garbage, but yeah. uh, that doesn't mean it wasn't right. Uh, and also, I'm a sample size of one. So I wanted to look at the clinical literature and, you know, what happens in these test groups. And, and so I really wanted to find the ultimate nutrition. Like, the answer was out there. I just needed to go back far enough to the most basic physiology research to determine what was really the right path. And I'm very confident that I got it. And the reason is I found research in nutrition that was irrefutable. Wow. And that irrefutable research 
led to two things. Uh, it indicated two things. That the longest life is associated with the highest level of strength and the lowest level of body fat. Mm. So if we want those two things, what nutrition is associated with those two things? Almost no carbohydrates. You want a low level of body fat. I mean, yeah. carbohydrates basically do one thing, get you fat. That's it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like there, there are, there are some justifications for like endurance athletes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, bodybuilders before a show, maybe hydration. If you want to, if you want to adjust your hydration, just, just a little bit, but that also doesn't mean eating carbohydrates. Uh, the Western diet is 70% carbohydrate. A hundred percent. Yeah. Cereals, grains. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Know how so, that worked out. Right. Right. Everyone's fatter and sicker than ever. Yeah. Yeah, and so like in vegan nutrition is is a hundred percent carbohydrate. Yeah. Well, I, I shouldn't say that because I mean vegans vegans like to lie and say there's there's as much uh, protein in broccoli. If I yeah. were if I were to eat broccoli and replace my protein, I think I would need something like twenty five pounds of broccoli a day. Yeah, and never mind the value. Like the value <laughs> is just like garbage. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I wouldn't be able to digest it. But like just grams of protein, I'd need to eat twenty five pounds as opposed to three pounds of steak. Yeah. So it's not an equivalent at all. Nobody can eat twenty five pounds of broccoli. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so. So, but aside from that, if you're going to be as strong as possible, animal protein is the way to go. We all know this. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the athletes who are like vegan, you know, it's usually they're whatever. They have an athletic career, and right when their career is winding down, they switch to vegan, use all their old pictures, and when they're eating 100% meat to market some vegan protein and say, this is what you get out of veganism. No. Yeah. That's not how what happened to you. You're just defrauding people. Uh, so... Um, also, like a lot of this vegan research is is paid for by Kellogg's and Post and and, 100%. and, and Nabisco. What about, what about Game Changers though? That just came out. I didn't watch it, but like 100 percent fraudulent. Arnold backing that, and I kind of thought like like kind of like what you just said, fraudulent. I like Arnold, but I was like, come on, man! Like you were not doing that. You were not eating. You were not eating a vegan diet when you were bodybuilding. Come on. Oh, of course not. Yeah. No, he admits that in yeah. the movie. Okay. No, he was steak and eggs for yeah. like every meal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, he is pushing vegan nutrition now. Um, I won't say anything negative about Arnold. I'm friends with his son, uh, who's a great guy. And um, I, I don't – a lot of people are like, oh, Arnold sold out. Like James Cameron owns a large percentage of the pea protein manufacturing in the uh. world. And, uh, you know, he, he and James Cameron are really good friends. Like Arnold kind of owes his career. Like, that was the Terminator. Yeah. That's what started Arnold. Like, people didn't discover Arnold in Conan the Barbarian. That was, a, that was while a great film. Yeah. Very obscure. Right, uh, right. uh, but the Terminator, everybody saw that. Yep. And, uh, and Terminator 2, even, even more so. So, I don't know why... Arnold did what he did, uh, but I'm not, you know, he's not a scientist and never claimed to be. Yes. So, uh, 
also not the first kind of strange thing he said. <laughs> like if you read the Modern Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding, which is a book yeah. that he allegedly yeah, wrote. Yeah. That's a that's a classic. Uh, it's <laughs> sure. In the uh, bodybuilding world, that's a classic. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of bodybuilders that think that book is yeah. great. <laughs> uh, it, it talks about like like enlarging your rib cage with a certain exercise. Like yeah. you're going to make your rib cage bigger so you can hold more muscle in your get, upper body. Well, I'm guessing like what, you suck it in or something like that? No, oh, I, okay. you did it with a dumbbell. It was just like, dude, that that's not a thing. Yeah. Like there's 0% truth there and there never was. And uh, yeah, so like he's made misjudgments before, but if he's surrounded by people that tell him this is a real thing. Yeah. Like he's not a scientist, so he goes, "Okay, cool. I'll I'll tell people in my book." Yeah. So I I, th- I feel like that m- may have happened, but yeah, everything that was claimed in Game Changers has been disproven. Um, I I don't know that everybody needs to be a hundred percent carnivore. Yeah, like what like, about women? I was just thinking about that. Depends what their goals are. Yeah. Uh, uh you know, do you want to put on a ton of muscle, like? No, but I mean, I, I, okay, here's my goal. Um, just like Dave Asprey, I just want to live longevity. Just health, longevity. I just want to... You need a lot less protein if your goal is not to put on mass. Okay. Yeah. Like, it, it may even be half of what I recommend. I recommend one gram per pound of body weight uh, or more. But that's to be building muscle. Yeah. 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 You may only need half that if you just want to maintain your muscle mass. Okay. Which is... And, and Dave has never tried to even claim that he was athletic or, yeah. you know, he, he, uh, yeah, he's, he's a fit, healthy guy for sure. That's it. Yeah. 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 That's so, all you wanted to be. And then, so same thing for women. You just say, yeah, maybe you just cut your protein down maybe. Um, yeah. Or, or, you know, the protein is a superior food source because you can't store it as body fat. Mm. You store fat as fat. You definitely store carbohydrates as fat. You don't yeah. store protein. But you about, overeat protein, you go into thermogenesis. Your body temperature goes up. That's it. Okay. Okay. Because I thought it, I thought even high high amounts of protein will convert into like what gluconeogenesis, right? Gluconeogenesis. Neogenesis, yeah. Yeah. Um, that is a huge fitness myth. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do uh, an episode of Falsehoods of Fitness and Law. Yeah. So gluconeogenesis is demand driven. So when your brain needs some glucose, it calls on the pancreas to make insulin and, uh, and, and begin that gluconeogenesis process. So some of the protein gets converted to glucose. But as soon as that happens, that glucose and insulin bind and they have an address. It's a package coming from an Amazon warehouse that's going to a place. To the brain. Yes, wherever it was yeah. called, wherever it was called for, or yeah, to yeah. musculature, or whatever. I mean, yeah. ultimately, if you're if you eat zero carbohydrate, you still have muscle glycogen. Oh yeah, via gluconeogenesis. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you get to a, a you know a minimal level, and body's like, okay, we need some glucose here. So it'll make the glucose that it needs, but it's not going to get stored as body fat ever. I see. That's not saying. how that works. Right. It's got a purpose. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. So, gonna, yeah, a, a lot of the I people that, that get their, that, I mean, where this comes from is people who get all their, you know, science from memes, from a <laughs> sentence fragment, you know, like, that's not the complete story. In yeah. fact, there's books written about this. 
So don't, when you like read a meme about gluconeogenesis, like anybody who makes memes about gluconeogenesis should probably have their dicks cut off <laughs> because it's a very complicated thing and they're trying to boil it down to like a third of a sentence. Like, yeah. no, don't, yeah. don't do that. Yeah. There's a reason why I don't make memes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just, it's <laughs> not that simple. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Question before... Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is TRT. But before I go there, quick okay. question. S- SARMs. Have you ever done SARMs? Or, and if so, any efficacy do you think? Or there, any- so I have high hopes for SARMs. Yeah. Uh, I believe that the people that are looking for anabolic effect and don't want the down... Da- I mean, no one wants the downsides, right? Especially the medical community wants the downsides of anabolic steroids. For the- those of you that don't know what SARMs are, selective androgen receptor modulators. Uh, one, like you, you'd want to look into following a guy. He's a good friend of mine, coach Trevor. Uh, he just goes by coach Trevor. Um, he has a blog or something. Uh, he is, he is a YouTube channel. Perfect. And yeah, uh, one of the, he's a biochemist and he, um, really is focused on producing. Well, he's not producing, but producing content, uh, to, get people more knowledgeable on these androgen receptor modulators. So why this is important is instead of introducing a hormone into the body, which can go where you want it to go, or maybe where you don't want it to go, it can manifest a lot of different ways. The reason that a selective androgen receptor modulator is important is it goes where you want it to go in a muscle. That's it. So like, like there are SARMs out there. Now there's not a ton of research on this, so not nearly the kind that like uh, injectable testosterone has. Injectable testosterone has so much research on it because it's been around a long time. SARMs have not. Yeah. So the breadth and depth of research is not there. But uh, what we know based on their design is that they're going to be safer. Yeah. And uh, the problem is they're not really produced. They're not really released yet. So some people are making sort of like pirate versions. And, you know, are you getting what you really think you're getting? I don't know. Uh, I mean, some of the industry experts probably have a better opinion on that than me because I'm not following it. But I know that the the literature that's that's been published so far in medical journals is they look like they're very helpful and they don't have the downsides that anabolic, standard anabolic drugs do. Yeah, nice. So I, I, I'm like I'm not to the point where I'm recommending them, but I do think that that is the future of people who want to go above and beyond like what the what the body can provide and look to supplement in some way. Um, I think we're going to have the same problem like with with, uh, with an, standard anabolic drugs is people are going to use too much. Yeah, because they you know they think more is better. And in in another thing, it's like you know fitness. Like I said, it's like a motorcycle. People just can't wait to screw with it. Yeah. And it's like there's a reason that the Tylenol bottle says to take two. Yeah. And not twenty. Right. Like your headache <laughs> goes away with two. Well, why don't I take twenty? I'll probably feel even better. Yeah. You probably die. I mean, like like it's toxic past a certain level. So they understand it with Tylenol. Yeah. They understand it with. Other medications, but when it comes to performance enhancement, uh, 
people have a real problem with minimum dose response. Yeah. So what is the 100%. minimum amount of an intervention, whether it's an exercise or uh, a chemical or even a food? Like there is like the minimum. Like I'm, I'm not going to eat 10 pounds of steak in a day. It, it'd yeah. be worthless. Yeah. Like there's only so much my body can use. Uh, when it comes, when the, when the SARMs do come out, there's going to be a dosage that's associated with the effect that humans want. And no doubt there will be sideways hat guys out there. They'll take 10 times the amount that is recommended because they want to be 10 times bigger. And that's just not the way it works. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of, uh, of Tony Robbins. I think, uh, I remember hearing a story about him learning like Taekwondo. And he learned some 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 move from his instructor, his black belt instructor, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Okay, great, like teach me the next thing." And his instructor is like, "No, like you keep doing that like ten thousand times or yeah. whatever it was." And it, it, there's something about you know one mastery, and then just the simplicity in something. You know, like even like the X three, it's like this is this is it. Like just understand like the beauty in just that simplicity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do explain it that way. It's like. Like if you if you follow the X three program, like fitness is just a problem that's now solved for you. Yeah, you don't really need to keep researching and reading and just you know leg humping every shiny object that you see on the internet that has some sort of you know bizarre claim associated with it that's gonna get you even better. It's like no, just just do that. Yeah. You're going to get exactly what you want if you just do that. There, there's a guy, I, 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 I ignore him now, uh, but he was like the, the most perfect example. Like I think it was like every third week he would make a big announcement in my DMs that he was going to start doing keto. <laughs> and I'm like, didn't you tell me that like five other times? But it's because every time this guy opens the internet, he finds a shiny object to go chase. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I'm not going to do keto now. I'm going to do this. So he's haphazardly like switching from one thing to the other, to the other, to the other, to the other, and he gets nothing out of it. The guy doesn't even look like he works out. He's, you know, it's just sad. Yeah. Like, I mean, I wouldn't ridicule him, and yeah. I won't say his name, but like, it's just amazing how, you know, just there's a set of knowledge. And that knowledge is irrefutable, and it you can also see it if you don't understand the sciences. I understand. I mean, the science is it's a full page of reading. It's too much for some people. <laughs> so, uh, but look at the results from the users. Yeah, there's people putting that. on 20 pounds of muscle with that simple product. 20 pounds of muscle. That's why when people complain about the price, like first of all, you don't understand how what things cost to make, Correct. which is a common internet thing. Uh, but then the other thing is, like, that delivers incredible forces where your body needs them. So it's going to trigger more growth. So I ask them, yeah. what's 20 pounds of muscle worth? Most people will say, God, I'd pay like $10,000 yeah. for 20 pounds of muscle. Right. That's what that's going to give you. Yeah. So think about the results. It's designed to give you results, and it has to be very powerful. Like, it, that, the thing has to handle, you know, over seven or 800 pounds of force. Yeah. To be able to trigger the growth, like people don't know that they're that strong, or that in in certain positions of a movement that they, they are capable of that, but they are, and once they access that, the growth happens so fast. Yeah, yeah. Guys.
Boys, thank you so much for tuning into the show. Now, this was just part one of part two. Part two is going to be fireworks. It's going to be absolutely amazing. We get into a crazy conversation at the end of part two that goes on for 20 minutes. It was totally unplanned and just a candid conversation about some of the things that Dr. J is up to. And on top of that, we talk about things like testosterone replacement therapy and some of the fallacies and misinformation out there. We get into genetics and muscle growth. We talk about Dr. J. Push's favorite biohacks and some of his rituals and practices and much, much more. Dr. J. Push was also gracious enough to leave our viewers a $50 discount code. So if you're interested in getting the X3 bar, the discount code is Joel, J-O-E-L. If you want the show notes and you want to hear some more about the resources that we talked about on this show, go to joelevancoaching.com for more information. And last but not least, if you're interested in life coaching or health coaching, you can go to joelevancoaching.com and connect with me there. Guys, thank you so much and continue to be amazing.